Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Grit, Fitness, and Performance Podcast. As always, I'm the host, Chris Sanchez. Uh, sadly, Matt couldn't be with us today. He's busy uh, fighting crime and feeding orphans or whatever it is that Matt does uh, when he's not at Grit. Uh, so this will be a solo cast. You're, you're going to be stuck with me for the next however long this episode takes. But you know what? That's probably for the best because today's episode is a little bit different. It's not going to be strictly just health and strictly just fitness talk today. We are going to do a kind of a special episode. We only do it once a year because today's episode is going to be a 32 for 32. So I am turning 32 years old on June 30th. Um, And what I thought I would do and what I've done in the past is I will typically think back on the last year and reflect and talk about things that I've learned, um, lessons that life have you know taught me, and you know just talk about how those things have affected me. And hopefully, I can pass on a you know a nugget of wisdom here or there to you guys. So hopefully, you guys can live a a better life and maybe avoid some mistakes or um, enhance it in one way or another. Uh, so before we dive into all that. Um, as always, the uh, the necessary boring stuff. Um, if you guys enjoy the podcast, share it with whoever you think would benefit from it. Uh, leave us a rating or a review. Um, and if, of course, if you want any more information on um, Grit as a whole, as a business, you can visit our website at gritfitnessandperformance.com or you can look us up on Facebook um, at Grit, Fitness, and Performance, and that is the same handle on Instagram. So, like I said in the beginning of this episode, I will be turning 32 years old, or as some of my clients think, I will be turning 42 years old uh, because I have a kid and that makes me old as hell. Um, So you know who you are if you're listening to this right now. Um, So I can only imagine what that means when my second kid arrives. I guess that just means I'm ancient and really should just not leave the house anymore for fear that this new technology and everything around me would scare me to death because I'm so old. Anyway, we'll dive right into things. So like I said, uh, the list that I wrote for this, the 32 kind of life lessons that I've gone through in the last year, uh, I haven't been like compiling this over the course of a year. literally just kind of sat down over the course of a few days and reflected on everything that's happened in the past, uh, I'll, I'll even say past, not even year, probably like 16 months, because I'll kind of, um, you know, loop COVID and the pandemic into all that type of stuff as well. Um, but, you know, I haven't been thinking about this. It's literally just whatever came to my mind, uh, kind of as I was brainstorming. So these aren't in any particular order. Um, and I won't try to kind of speak on each one uh, for a long time, because obviously there's 32 things I'm going to say. Um, but you know, uh, if I ramble, I ramble, you guys can always fast forward or skip ahead. So, you know, I was going to say without further ado, but I say that every episode, I'm trying to not say that anymore. So let's get into it, shall we? So the first lesson, one of 32 in the last 32 years, guard your time. So what I mean by that is your time is, is the most precious 
commodity that you can ever have. It's more important than money. It's more important than your material possessions. Uh, and I'm starting to become well aware of this as I start to get a little bit older. Um, you know, as I've gone through owning a business and having a kid, um, really, you know, there's never enough time in the day to do everything that you want to do. So guard your time with everything that you have. Never swap a vacation or, you know, um, paid time off for more money because, I mean, you can't take it when, you know, when you kick the bucket. So when they bury you, they're not going to bury you with your money unless you're a huge asshole and you t- and like <laughs> that's a total dick move on your end. Um, but you, you, you really can't take it with you. And I mean, even if you lose money and you make a bad investment or you open up a business and it doesn't go the way you thought it was going to go, you can always recoup, you know, whatever you lost by working a little bit harder, making smarter decisions next time. But honestly, you can't get your time back. So, you know, as you kind of progress in life and as you get older and older, I think you'll start to realize this too, but you really got to guard your time. Um, and you have to make sure that every day is worth it um, and the time that you spend with the people you choose to be around with and the things that you choose to do are well worth it because once an hour is gone, it is gone. Uh, and I hate to sound like a sappy you know, parent here, but like it really does go by quick, especially when you start to look at like your kids growing up and everything like that. Um, it, it goes by fast, and I think anyone under 25 listening to this right now probably won't fully appreciate it until you hit your 30s, but um, yeah, definitely, guard your time. Number two, you can't, nor should you even try to appeal to everyone out there. And I say this because there have been times where in the last, whatever, two years or something, where you know, I've gone about building the brand that is grit, where I'll write a post or I'll make a podcast or I'll do something with my name on it. And, you know, every, it's associated with me, with Matt, with our business. And, you know, people close to me have said like, hey, you know, sometimes what you, you know, you post or, you know, you, you said a, a curse word, like you're going to offend some people and you never know like when that's going to come back and, bites you in the ass. But what I've learned, you know, through watching more successful people who have done this in the past is you really, you shouldn't try to appeal to everyone because when you appeal to everyone, you appeal to no one. So I would rather someone laugh when I drop an F-bomb because it was funny or, you know, I post a stupid meme that could be deemed as like inappropriate or not family friendly but you know what? The people who really find that shit funny are going to be the people who really enjoy working out at Grit or kind of being around us or being immersed in the culture that we're trying to create. And quite frankly, the people who are not, you know, a fan of that type of stuff, they stay away. So in the long run, it ends up just being better. It's like a win-win situation. You end up essentially scaring away the people who you don't want to spend your time with. And that goes back to lesson number one. And you spend more people or sorry, you spend more time with more people who you want to be around with. Um, and it'll, it'll never work. It doesn't matter if you're like the nicest person in the world. Um, someone at some point probably will not like you. Um, and that's okay. You just have to learn to be okay with that. So, um, don't, don't try to appeal or please everyone. Um, it, it'll never happen. So don't, don't waste your time trying to make, 
you know, everyone's super happy when it, it's just impossible to do. <clears throat> Number three, uh, prioritize sleep. I mean, this is a given. We've talked about this on the podcast. We've written posts about this. You have to get a minimum seven hours of sleep. If you're a parent, you I don't have to tell you this. You already know. But I mean, when you when you don't get sleep, you're a different person, and it's not a good different person. You're a you're a you're a less funny, uglier asshole version of yourself. Um, you, you definitely have to prioritize sleep. Uh, if you're getting less than six right now on a consistent basis, you suck. Um, and I I don't want to sugarcoat that. Like I mean that in every sense of the word. You are a less efficient and productive version of yourself than you could be. Get seven hours of sleep every single night. It'll it'll have a huge impact on your life. I, I guarantee it. Number four, if it takes less than 60 seconds, do it right now. I stole this one off social media. I saw this a long time ago, a couple months ago, and I liked the way it sounded as soon as I read it, and I decided to apply it to my life to see if it actually made a difference because I have a huge tendency uh, like at home to leave a dish in the sink or to whatever, not do something stupid. And you know what? Those little things, you know, dishes in the sink um, or whatever it could be, it piles up over the course of the week. And then when the week ends, you got a whole shit ton of stuff to do and it takes a lot longer to do it as opposed to if you just took 60 seconds the day of and did it right then and there. So this is kind of like a, a productivity tip that I'm telling you guys. If it takes less than 60 seconds, do it right now. And I promise you, if you apply this 80% of the time, you're going to have an easier life because I've I've done it and I've kind of compared my life before when I didn't do it and it's a lot easier. 60 seconds, do it right now. I, I promise it'll be a, a big one. Number five, the only people who are going to criticize you are the people who are doing less than you. So you're never going to be criticized by someone doing more than you, someone who makes more money than you, someone who is fitter than you, um, someone who has a better job than you. They will never come to you and criticize you for for what you're doing, especially if you're trying to to better yourself. Um, And quite frankly, if they are, you don't need that person in your life and you should get some new friends. But honestly, the only people who are ever going to criticize you are people that are doing less than you and they feel scared or intimidated by what you're trying to do. Uh, Maybe they feel insecure about themselves because they don't have the balls themselves to try to better themselves. Um, And like this comes down to the internet trolls. Like every, like the internet is such a hateful place because anyone and everyone can be anonymous and just kind of spew, you know, hatred from behind the safety of their keyboard and it's you know, it's never from someone who's in a better position than you. Honestly, people in a better position than you will probably applaud you and give you advice on how to become a a better person. But like, honestly, if someone you know criticizes you for what you're doing in your uh, line of work, for what you're doing for your health, eating, uh, your social, like I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. The only people who tend to criticize you and kind of like bring you down are the people who are doing less than you. So don't take too much stock into it. Honestly, just, just brush it off. It's, it's, it's really not a, a big deal. Number six, be comfortable with saying no. And this goes back to number one, guard your time. So the time you know, your time is going to be the most valuable thing that you have. I already said that in the first example. So you have to learn how to be comfortable with telling people, um, friends, family, maybe even clients, acquaintances, uh, no. If they ask you, you know, do you want to do something? Is it worth your time? And if it's honestly not, 
don't do it. You're not going to hurt anyone's feelings. I mean, like you might, but I mean, in the long run, it's going to be more beneficial for you. So like, for example, um, you know, I get invited to, um, go eat dinner at my in-laws, um, often I will say. And, you know, a lot of times it doesn't really fit necessarily with, um, how I'm trying to eat or the foods that I'm trying to eat. And, you know, it's more like burgers and hot dogs or pizza or whatnot. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Um, but a lot of the times I would rather eat vegetables or grilled chicken or whatever it be. And I decline and I stay home and I eat dinner by myself. My wife takes Nolan, they go and, you know, they, they hang out with her parents and, you know, it's, it's for me, it's better in the long run. Like I'm, I'm going to be a happier person because I stayed, kind of true to my diet and whatnot and you know and everyone else is still like pretty happy but don't be afraid to say no again you can't please everyone you kind of you kind of see how these are all like intertwined with one another um you know don't, don't be afraid to say no every now and then especially if it is going to put you in a better position for a a happier um life number seven learn how to take risks I uh, know. Oh sorry, I totally read that wrong. Take a risk to be extraordinary or settle for being ordinary. And I'm starting to learn this the more that I kind of am involved with my own business. Um, and as I get older and as I read about more successful people, um, they've all taken risk. Um, they've all been, you know, damn near bankrupt or um, have run into some sort of like financial hardship or whatever it may be. Um, but it all, you know, turned out to be really good because in life, you know, nothing, nothing is going to be that rewarding if you don't take that big of a risk. So opening grit was a definitely, um, a risk, especially because right when I opened it or sorry, right when Matt and I opened it, um, I was having a kid and, you know, there's a lot of unknowns that come along with that and you got to kind of make a little bit of money because kids are expensive and they need to eat like at least, you know, once every three days. Um, so you have to learn, you know, if you're looking to do something really great with your life, you can't just stay in your comfort zone 24 seven. You have to learn how to take risks financially or, um, whatever with your time like it does it doesn't really matter but i mean if you're if you're looking to do something great with your life with your career you have to learn how to take appropriate risks in order to get a bigger reward number eight grow up and eat vegetables i'm not going to dive into this one uh if you're listening to this I don't even care if what your health goal is. You have to grow up and you have to eat a vegetable. The easiest way to accomplish your health goal is to eat more vegetables. So grow the fuck up and eat a vegetable. Uh, number nine, prioritize your health now or sickness later. It's up to you. So this one kind of speaks, if you listen to the last podcast that we did uh, with uh, Erica, one of our clients, she basically said the same thing. She said, you know, when it comes to health and fitness, you have to learn how to do this for you know, basically future you. So you're not doing it for like, you know, you in the present, you're doing it for you 10, 15, 20 years from now, because if you just continue to ignore your health, that future you is going to be a sick, miserable, in pain person, and you're not going to like it. And I recently read a, um, a book and it had a good quote in it. And it says, there's nothing like a good health scare to turn up the contrast dial for the rest of life. Meaning, 
it doesn't matter if you're the richest guy in the world, if you've got like the hottest wife and you got the coolest cars and you have a robot that makes your pancakes on command, like it really doesn't matter if you don't have your health. Like health is wealth. I like you've probably heard that saying before and it sounds cheesy coming from me cuz I'm a fitness guy and like it sounds like I'm trying to like sell you something, but God's honest truth, like it doesn't matter. Like if you're in pain 24/7 cuz you're just not a healthy person and your joints hurt and your back hurts and you have headaches and you know a lot of tension like like does having more money matter i'd argue no like sure it makes things nice but i mean like you can't buy certain things in life and honestly i think health is one of them it's one of those things that you have to work at and no one wants to hear that because everyone is kind of lazy these days and they want instant gratification but you really do have to prioritize health right now, make an impact to do something to better yourself mentally, physically, emotionally. Otherwise, you're going to you're going to be a miserable SOB later on in life. Like that's just the God's honest truth. Number 10, <clears throat> force yourself to find the positives in any and all situations. So, again, this kind of mindset came from the book that I got that last quote from. The book was actually called The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. Um, shout out to one of my clients for recommending that book. Um, but he, like, he's 100% life. If you, or he's a 100% correct. If you're looking to become a, a happier person, like, you have to force yourself to find the positives in any and all situations. You're stuck in traffic, you got a flat tire, um, like, whatever it may be, like, force yourself to find the positives and you will have a much better outlook on life. So you're stuck in traffic and you're not moving. You've been stuck for 15 minutes. Great. You got 15 minutes worth of time that you can listen to a podcast and better yourself. Oh, you just got a flat tire and now you're on the side of the road fixing a tire. Well, good for you. Now you just got better at learning how to change a tire. So if it ever happens again in the future, you're that much more efficient at it. If it happens with a friend, hey, maybe a cute little thing on the side of the road doesn't know how to change a tire. And then you swoop in like Superman, you change it for, you get married, you have a bunch of babies. Like you see, you got to force yourself to find the positives. Number 11, put your goddamn phone away. When you go home, put it away. Live life. Like watch watch a movie without using your phone. It would be a life-changing experience, you know? How about you create a memory instead of taking a photo of it, you know? Like put your phone. We are so glued to our phones nowadays. It's disgusting. Like sometimes when I get that like weekly report and it tells me how much time I've spent on my phone, I I like, I, it makes me sick. I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm just like, that's so absurd. Now, granted, I spend a lot of time on my phone because of work, but still, that's so much time. My face is glued to a screen. Like, go out and live life. Put your phone away. Like, at least for like an hour before bed or something like that. Probably your, your life will be better for it. I promise. You're not going to miss anything if you put your phone away. Instagram is still going to be there. Facebook is still going to be there. Your unread text messages are still going to be there. Your Snapchat and your Snap streak and your TikToks and like stuff like that. It's not going anywhere. Put your phone down. Number 12. Days are slow. Years are fast. Enjoy the small things. And I say this as a parent because that's the only reason I put this on the list. The years, my like right now my son Nolan is two and a half years old, soon to be three, obviously. Those two and a half years flew by. It feels like I was literally just at the hospital yesterday holding him for the first time ever. Like I can remember like the exact outfit I wore, the time we got to the hospital, like what I did right before the hospital. Like it's, it seems like it was yesterday. 
the days themselves are very slow. So like there's a lot of times where like you play with a one-year-old and it's very repetitive. They like to do the same shit over and 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 it entertains them for a long time. But it like, you know, as a parent, as an adult, it's it can get kind of like draining. The days go by really slow, but the years are really fast. So I think you have to approach you have to approach life from a years or fast kind of like uh, viewpoint. So you have to learn how to enjoy the small things because like in the moment you really don't appreciate, you know, watching your son, you know, clumsily eat macaroni and cheese and like he he flings some onto his forehead. Like you have to learn how to appreciate the small shit like that. And if you don't have a kid and you can't appreciate stuff like this. Do whatever it is that you do on a regular basis, you know, like the people you interact with, the the small things that made you smile, like appreciate them. That's the only way I can I can really say it. Number 13, start breathing through your nose more. So there's a book. It's called Breath by James Nestor. And I read it and it was fantastic. He basically goes through, um, you know, this an entire book geared towards breathing through your nose versus breathing through your mouth and he did an experiment an experiment on himself and he breathed through his mouth for like I forget what it was two straight months or something like that and his health just went straight into the shitter um and he basically breaks it down into basically like your nose is meant to be the vessel in which you breathe through like oxygen exchange is going to be better it's more efficient for the muscles um it's better for your health your blood pressure your nervous system like there's so many things that go into breathing through your nose that are beneficial that i'm sure you're not aware of um but i, I can only encourage you like if you ever catch yourself breathing through your mouth just because stop it um, breathe through your nose. And honestly, the challenge that I would extend forth to you guys is to do it during exercise. So I know that sounds like kind of like, oh, breathe through my nose during exercise. I'm out of breath, Chris. You want me to die? <laughs> no, just trust me. The first week, two weeks, three weeks of doing it when you're out of breath, it feels like you're going to suffocate and it feels like you're not getting enough oxygen and you want to just <gasps> gasp and kind of get that breath and get that oxygen to your muscles and your lungs because you're dying. But I promise you, if you stick with it and you learn how to breathe through your nose and control your breathing, even when your heart rate is at like 200 beats per minute, you're going to feel like a goddamn superhero. I can promise you that. Like I, I, I make it a point to never open my mouth during cardio now. And it's just, it's such a serene and calming feeling. Um, and you really do feel supercharged that's really the only way i can break it down but again the the book very interesting uh read or listen breath by james nestor you should check it out number 14 you need to want to help yourself before anyone else can help you and there's a cool little quote uh it's credited to chris rock because it was under his picture and on the internet and that uh, that means it's true because the internet doesn't lie they're not you're not allowed to on the internet um, but he was basically, it was a story about how his car was broken down on the side of the road and he stood by the side of his car, you know, with a help me look on his face. No one stopped, but then he started pushing his own car and within like five minutes, someone stopped to help him. And he basically credited, you know, the, the reason why someone stopped to help him was because he was helping himself. He was actively trying to better his own situation. And someone came in and said, you know what? That dude looks like he's struggling let me help, you know, 
people didn't want to give him a handout when he was just there kind of like, eh, help me. And he had that victim's mentality. It, 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 was, it was not the same situation. So I know I come across this a lot in my line of work because obviously you deal with a lot of clients who want to improve their health and whatnot. But I, like, I cannot help you unless you want to help yourself. I can tell you what you need to eat. I can tell you how much you need to sleep. I can tell you strategies to help reduce your stress from your crazy uh, work life. I can tell you what muscles you need to exercise, how many sets, how many reps, how long your rest period should take. I can tell you all of this. None of it matters if you don't want to help yourself. So you need to want to help yourself before anyone else can help you. You have to actively make the conscious decision to want to better whatever it is that you're trying to better before anyone else is able to help you. Because I mean, like, you, what's the phrase? I don't know if this is applicable, but like, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. Same thing. You're that horse. Are you thirsty? Take a goddamn drink. What's next? Where am I at? Number 15. You, meaning the average person in the United States, you underestimate how many calories you eat and you overestimate how many calories you burn. We are surrounded by calories 24-7. The fact that you can eat these calories all the time is bad for you because you just don't realize that you're constantly shoving food into your mouse or your mouse. I mean, I, I guess if you have a mouse and you're trying to make them fat. You're constantly shoveling food into your mouth all day long, and you really don't realize how many calories you're eating. And then you couple that with the fact that everyone has a desk job these days. Everyone drives to work. Everyone lives a sedentary lifestyle. So this trend that most people go through of gaining you know, five pounds a year, 10 pounds a year, like whatever, uh, even if you think you have things under control, you don't. Um, you have to approach things as you, you underestimate how many calories you're eating and you overestimate how many calories you burn. This happened to me during quarantine and I have a home gym and I was moving a lot and you know what? I still got fatter. I didn't say I get, I got fat, but I definitely got fatter, uh, from the start of quarantine to the end of quarantine. So just be aware, um, start to, you know, uh, teach yourself what a portion size looks like. Try to get into the habit of reading nutrition facts before you eat foods and just be aware of your general activity. So 10,000 steps per day, I think, is a terrific recommendation for most people. And as long as you're hitting that and then you become more aware of the food that you're actually putting into your body, you're going to be in a better place. Number 16, training through an injury is stupid, but training around an injury should be encouraged for everyone. There is no bigger pet peeve of mine when someone comes in to work out in our facility and they say, oh, I have an injury. Doesn't matter what it is. I, I hurt my knee. I hurt my ankle. I hurt my wrist. I hurt my elbow. I hurt my shoulder. It doesn't matter. I saw the doctor and the doctor said I should just rest until it gets better. What a crock of shit, and I really disagree with that doctor, and I think it's a lazy cop-out on there, and now granted, I don't know the exact, you know, details and what goes in with, like, but it's just, it's such a lazy recommendation to me, so, oh, like, uh, you hurt your shoulder, so I guess that means both your legs hurt too, right, and there's no way you can exercise your legs without affecting your shoulder, is that, is, is that what your doctor is telling you? And you believe it? Are you like? Are you kidding me? No, no, that's not how it works. If you have knee pain 
And the doctor says, you should avoid exercise until that knee feels better. I don't care how serious that injury is. There are things that you can do to still get a training effect that will not affect your knee pain. If you if you have a bum knee, you can still do RDLs. You can probably still hip thrust. You can do single leg va- or variations of those things. You can probably do a variation of a sled walk. You can probably still do 3,400 52 variations of a uh, core exercise, you still have an upper body that you can do a shit ton of work. Like it's, I, I hate it. I hate when people say I'm just going to rest because I'm hurt. That's so stupid. It's so, that's like saying like, Oh, uh, uh, the glove compartment in my car. It doesn't, it doesn't latch anymore. It's just stuck open. I probably shouldn't, I should, I shouldn't drive my car until that gets fixed because that's a that's a serious problem that's where i keep my registration stop it just hate it number 17 ready shoot aim so what i mean by this is that there's never going to be a perfect time to do anything there's never going to be a perfect time to to open a business there's never going to be a time a perfect time to ask out that girl there's never going to be a perfect time to buy a stock. There's never going to be a perfect time to, uh, like, like do anything. It doesn't matter. Like, and sometimes you're never going to be prepared. You just kind of have to like learn how to do this shit on the fly. And I will use this podcast as an example before I started this podcast. And you know what? Still to this day, I don't know jack shit about podcasts. I didn't know what kind of microphone to buy. I didn't know if I had to get like some kind of audio interface to set it up via the microphone in my computer. I didn't know how to, um, you know, get the site for like hosting pod. Like I didn't know anything. I didn't know. I didn't even know like you could put this stuff on Spotify for free. I thought you had to like pay a fee or something like that. But you know what? We live in a day and age where you can learn fucking anything from the computer. Go on YouTube, right? Isn't that what all millennials do nowadays? They don't know how to do something. Go watch a YouTube video. That's what I fucking did with the podcast, okay? So there's never going to be a perfect time to start a business. Matt and I, you think we had like all our ducks in a row when we decided to open Grit? God, no. We didn't have any ducks. We had like, what? what's the like, what's an anti-duck? Um, an, igu- like an iguana? Like that's what we, we had. We were essentially forced to start this business. I won't get into it because it's a long story. But like, I mean, we, we were essentially kicked out of the place we were before this. And we had like a month to find something else, if if not. And we were kind of forced to do it. And you know what? It's worked out pretty okay so far. Um, so like if you're thinking about starting to work out or eat healthy, just do it. Just start. You have to start somewhere. You can learn as you go. But ready, shoot, aim. Honestly, it's the best way to do it. Number 18, you will always be your own best investment. And I want I want to say Ben Franklin said that, but I don't think that's right at all. He might have. I don't know. But anyway, at the end of the day, when it comes down to investing money or time, whatever it may be, you are always going to be your own best investment. So like as long as you're doing something, spending money on a course that will make you smarter or you're spending time reading a book that will make you a better blank, whatever it is that you do for a living. Um, as long as you're investing those things in yourself and you're coming out a better person because of it, that's always going to be the best investment. So like for me, I'm one of the cheapest people you're ever going to meet with my money. So like I, I work hard for my money. I don't like to spend it just willy nilly. 
And I went back and forth for probably like, I don't know, like three months deciding if I wanted to get an Audible account. So audiobooks. I spent a lot of time driving, but it was like 15 bucks a month or something like that. And that's how cheap I am. I didn't want to spend 15 bucks a month and I would just like read when I had the time to do it. But one day I just bit the bullet and I was like, you know what? This will be a good investment for you um, because you're investing in yourself. And you know what? It has been. I've read like I, I, like over what, – what have I had it for like two months now, three months, something like that? I've read like four or five books in the span of that time. I don't have the time to do that. You know, at, at house or at my house with a business and a, um, a family and a kid and another kid on the way and like a lot of other obligations or something like that. So, I mean, it ended up being a, a really good investment on my end. And that's just a one small example. But like if you're debating like, oh, should I not spend money on this trainer? Or should I should I not fly to the conference in Seattle for, you know, my whatever CEUs for my job or whatever it may be. Like if you, if you think that your life is going to be better because of it, because you're going to be a smarter, healthier person because of it, don't hesitate, like do it. You're always going to be your, your best investment. And that doesn't mean, Oh, I'm going to be happier if I buy myself a Corvette and I only have $14 to my name. That's stupid. Don't do that. You know exactly what I mean. Okay. You're, you're twisting my words here. But you will always be your best investment. Um, number 19, if you're going to do a cheat meal, make it worth it. Over the last three years, one thing I've come to realize is that I I like good food just like everyone else. Um, but I, I would much rather eat a quality meal and spend a little bit more money than eat garbage just for the sake of I get to eat garbage during that one cheat meal. So like would I rather have, you know, like McDonald's or like some kind of like Kobe beef whatever burger, like 100% the Kobe beef every single time. Um, it just like breaks my heart when someone says like, oh, like I had a cheat meal and I ate <laughs> like Lifesavers gummies, like a pound of them. Like it's such a waste. And like, just, just make sure it's worth it. Like if you're going to eat, make sure you enjoy whatever you're going to eat. Just don't, don't eat shit just for the sake of you get to eat shit. Make it worth it. Number 20, <clears throat> we're all going to be gone someday. So don't let shyness or a little bit of embarrassment prevent you from living your best life. Um, so again, in the books I've been reading in Audible and um, the podcast that I'm listening to, um, from people who are way more successful than I am, they all say the same thing. Like, we are all going to be gone one day. Like, we're going to die. You're, you know, every single relative you have is going to die. The sun's going to explode and basically kill the earth one day. Like, not to be morbid or anything, but literally, <laughs> the human race is going to be gone one day. And I know it won't be during your lifetime or during your kids or even your kids, 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 kids lifetime. But, like, when you start to think about shit like that, in that kind of frame of mind, does it really matter? Like if you embarrassed yourself one day or, um, if you were too shy to like go approach that person or talk to your boss cause you thought you deserve a raise. Like, no, it, it really doesn't like none of what you do right now is going to matter 
in like 100, 200 years. So obviously it matters now. We all want to live the best lives possible. We all want to be healthy and happy and we want to make an impact. But I'm just saying like don't let little shit like that get in the way of making sure you're happy or that you're living life to its fullest. So like for example, the butt stuff video that we put out. And if you haven't seen it, it's on our Instagram, it's on our YouTube, it's probably on our Facebook. It's basically just six minutes of straight sexual innuendo of butt sex jokes. But obviously we twist it into exercise. And yeah, did I feel like an ass recording it? Did Matt feel like an ass recording it and being a part of it? 100%. It was one of the stupidest things we've ever done. But you know what? Everyone, well, not everyone, and this goes back to you can't please everyone. The people who really enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. And they thought it was funny as all hell. And you know what? It landed us clients, like legitimately clients told us, they have admitted to me, like the only reason I am here is because your butt stuff video made me laugh. And it like, so what's the big deal? Like if you're going to embarrass yourself, if you're going to do karaoke, like no one cares. If anything, it'll probably lower your inhibitions, make you a little bit more kind of fun to be around but I mean like don't don't let shyness and a little bit of embarrassment prevent you from doing what you want to do number 21 if you don't do it consistently it's a hobby not a habit and we've talked about habits before and consistency and how it's the one thing that will absolutely lead to success so if you're doing something in your life but you only do it once every other week that's not a habit that's a hobby so if you if you eat healthy two days a week and the other five days you eat like you're on death row, like that's that you're that's not a habit. That's not consistent and you're not going to see results. If you are looking to make a change in your life for the better, it has to become a habit. You have to start to develop these small daily things that require minimal effort on your end that will eventually stack up and compound over time until you get to the point where it's consistent and it leads to you accomplishing your goals. So whatever it is that you're trying to do right now, if you're trying to make more money, if you're trying to be a better partner in your relationship, if you're trying to be healthier, you're trying to lose fat, you're trying to build muscle, you have to start doing and creating behaviors that will allow you to create these daily habits. Those habits, those daily behaviors are going to pile up. They're going to snowball until you get to the point where you want to get to. I'm I'm so thirsty right now. I'm in a I'm like I'm at home doing this podcast and it's like 93 degrees in this room. I'm going to take a drink. Ugh. So much better. Any guesses as to what I'm drinking? It's not water. It's tiger blood. Just straight. It's water. Um where are we at? Number 22. All right. Uh, live below your means and get rid of debt quickly. I think if you listen to any successful person in the world, especially when it comes to financial aspects of things, um, they will tell you to live below your means. Meaning if you make $50,000 a year, you should get comfortable on living on 40 or 35 or 30 or whatnot and build up sort of a savings or a little bit of a cushion so you can fall back onto. You don't want to live check to check. It's a terrible way to live. And listen, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a millionaire, okay? But I do like to think that I'm not an idiot. And I've done pretty okay 
um, with regards to this in my life. Um, living with debt over your head is not a way to live. I graduated college. I had debt. I had car payments, and I literally made it a priority to get that shit out of my life as fast as possible. So all the, I mean, it's so boring, and it makes me seem like like I don't know how to have fun. But every single dollar that I received for my college graduation went straight to paying off my debt. Um, and you know what? I paid it off probably within a few years of graduating. So I won't tell you how much I graduated with, but it's gone. Um, same thing with car payments. Uh, the best feeling in the world is driving a car that you own and you don't have to pay every single day. So next up is the house for me. So stay tuned. But anyway, live below your means. Um, don't live with debt. It's not a good way to, to live your life. Number 23, uh, when it comes to health and fitness, subtract before you add. So a lot of people, when they're trying to get into health and fitness and eating better, um, yeah, what they, like their goal is to add as much as they can right away. So they want to add these high intense workouts. They want to start doing um, cardio seven days a week. They want to start strength training in the morning. They want to start adding all these crazy supplements and whatnot. Like, no, 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 no. You're going about it the wrong way. You need to learn how to take shit away before you start adding. So if fat loss is your goal, can I take away some of the refined foods that I've been eating? Yes. Start by doing that. Don't add any supplements. Um, and like whatever it comes down to in life, um, maybe you have shitty time management, maybe you have high stress, maybe you're deprived of sleep, like learn how to simplify, 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 simplify before you start to make things more complex. So the more things that you try to fix and focus on, the more likely you are to fail over the course of a lifetime. So especially when it comes to your health and fitness, learn how to take things away in order to get to your goal faster before you start to add stuff to it. Number 24, focus more on the quality of your food, not the quantity. So if you're eating the right foods, the whole foods, the foods that you can uh, plant, you know, dig up, pluck, like whatever it is, uh, those foods are always going to contain a lot of nutrients compared to their caloric value. If you're focusing on those foods, your plants, your fruits, your vegetables, your meats, your beans, your, your nuts, your seeds, like you really don't have to worry about how much of those things you eat because they will naturally make you full. They will naturally kind of portion themselves out. Um, so you don't have to worry about those things. Like you can, you can literally eat like a pound and a half of salad with some like grilled chicken breast. Um, and then like some whatever crushed cashews on top with a light dressing and feel full afterwards and still have eaten less calories than if you would, if you got like a Big Mac from McDonald's with a couple of fries. So just learn how to focus on the quality of your food before you start worrying about portion sizes and all that stuff. You're, you're much better just letting your hair down and eating whatever and however much you want of fruits, vegetables, and meats than you would be if you said like, oh, I got a bag of like gummy worms. I, I can only eat like half a cup and that's 300 calories. It's not the way to do it. Focus on quality before you focus on quantity. Number 25, start prioritizing your gut health. So I read a book. It's 
called Fiber Fueled by some guy with a lot of consonants in his last name. So I'm not even going to pretend to pronounce it correctly. Um, and it was a good book. He pushed a pretty heavy vegan agenda, but whatever. It was still very informational, you know, still very educational. Um, and, you know, he was basically saying, like, the healthier your gut, the healthier you are going to be as a person. And I've, in addition to that book, I've, you know, listened to a lot of podcasts and listened to a lot of other books where he says the exact same thing. Like, the healthier your gut, your microbiome, meaning the bacteria that resides within your gut, the healthier those little guys are, the healthier you are going to be. So there's a strong immune response. They basically say, like, like 70% of your immune system resides in your gut. So if all of these little, you know, kind of bacteria and your uh, in your gut in your microbiome are not healthy, like you, you're not going to be healthy. Um, so it, it was a very interesting read. I won't dive too much into it because he'll do a much better job of kind of explaining, but you have to start prioritizing your gut health. You have to start eating a variety of plant foods, uh, a variety of um, fruits, uh, and just make sure that your gut health is on point. And I'll put this out as a disclaimer right now. That does not mean go and buy a bunch of supplements and start taking them because food is hands down going to be the best thing you can do um, in order to start improving your gut health. So again, fiber fueled, go and look that book up or but geez, go and look that book up. It's going to be a good one for you. Number 26, focus on and be grateful for what you have, not what you don't have. And I'm sure you've heard this before, but man, oh man, is it so true. So like me personally, I know right now I am extremely grateful that the business is still open after a global pandemic when there have been a huge number of fitness facilities and gyms that have closed completely just because they took a huge hit um, during this pandemic. And quite frankly, like, you know, we at Grit, like our business, we didn't even lose a ton of money. Like we, we came out like pretty okay for the whole situation. I am so thankful for everything that kind of went into it. I'm thankful that uh, I was able to stay healthy during the whole thing. And like, yeah, I got COVID and you know, I beat it and I'm still here and I'm pretty thankful for that. And none of my family members um, have any like severe uh, consequences. So like there's a lot of things that I'm grateful for, but I think too many of us are too focused on what we don't have. And, you know, these material things and like, oh, like I want a nicer car. Or, oh, I want a bigger house or oh, like there's so many things that when you start like when you start to focus on that, you you start to develop and kind of like cultivate this negative mindset. And I know it sounds like cheesy and like very Tony Robbins ish, but like your your mindset like 100 percent matters. So actually, there's another book that I, I just finished called Homeless to Billionaire. And it's about a guy who was, I mean, well, duh, you, you heard the title of the book, he was homeless. And he, he read this one book, and it was about mindset. And he started like literally telling himself that, you know, these positive affirmations and whatnot, and one thing led to another. And now he's a, a tycoon um, in the real estate market in Thailand, and he's literally a billionaire. So, like, you you really don't want to focus on these things that you don't like. Literally, start to appreciate the things that you do have, even if it's like the smallest little blip of like gratitude. Like, I am grateful that like 
this coffee tastes really good this morning. Like little shit like that. And you'll start to view the world in a more positive and upbeat light. And then before you know it, you're just a, a happier person. So I'm, I'm telling you right now, man, you have to start focusing on being grateful for what you have. I don't care how little you have. So again, that homeless man, like literally, actually the example he used was, I have a cup of coffee this morning and I am very grateful to have this. And then one thing led to another. And now he actually owns a franchise, a coffee business. So just saying. That, that was also a good book. You should probably go read that one too. Number 27, don't take yourself too seriously or things too seriously. Please learn to have a sense of humor. This one bugs the shit out of me um, because we live in a cancel culture where everyone's offended by everything and you can't say anything. And honestly, there's probably something that I've already said that has offended someone somewhere. And quite frankly, I don't care. Um, I, I think everyone's a little too sensitive now and they take things way too seriously. And sure, there are things that you probably should not joke about, and there are things that you probably should not say, but man, relax. There's like, just just chill, okay? Not everyone is out to be like you know an asshole. Uh, I mean, just just relax, okay? Not everything you hear, not everything that's said to you, is meant to be malicious and an attack on your character. So if what I just said offends you, so sorry. You know, you don't have to listen to this anymore. Uh, number 28, learn how to cycle your heavy bilateral lifts. So bilateral meaning both limbs, either legs or arms, are working at the same time. So this specifically goes for um, lower body bilateral lifts. So anything that kind of like loads the spine um, heavy deadlifts, heavy squats. Like you have to learn how to cycle those things out. Because if you do them, and I'm speaking from experience, if you do them for like three, four, five months straight and you don't give yourself a break in terms of intensity or loading or just giving your body kind of a little bit of rest and variety, you will probably run into some issues. I know for me, I was deadlifting really heavy. I'm talking like one to three reps um, every week for like the course of four months and I was seeing results. So I didn't stop. I was too blinded by my own super strength. I'm like literally probably the strongest guy, you know? Um, but there something happened. What was I doing? I, I was doing like a trap bar deadlift with a weight that I can handle for sure. And I put it down just ever so slightly incorrectly and my back hurt for like a month straight. So Learn how to cycle these heavy bilateral lifts, your deadlifts, your squats, your bench pressing, like things like that. Learn how to cycle them out with some single leg work, some um, other bench press variations, push-up variations, single leg RDLs, um, single leg squats, lunges. I promise you'll still get the training effect that you're looking for with your lower body, but you will give your spine and your core a little bit of a break, so to speak, and you will feel better in the long run. I guarantee it. Um, so it's just a public service announcement from me to you. Back pain is not fun. It's not something you want to have. Don't do it. Number 29, make explosive training a staple in your workout regimen. So explosive training, meaning your sprints, your jumps, your throws, anything that has you moving aggressively and explosively, you 
Yes, you listening to this in your car, at your desk, uh, Mr. Sedentary, you have to start doing this shit more often. And I think a lot of people, they hear, oh, explosive training. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not training to be an athlete. I'm not playing in the NFL. I don't need to do this stuff. Like, yeah, you, you absolutely do. You absolutely do. In my opinion, from what I've come to learn, explosive training probably is like the number one thing that will have you feeling young and like pain-free into your later years. Now, as long as you're doing these things correctly and, you know, intelligently, um, you'll feel a lot better because basically after 30, your body just starts to naturally decline. That's just the way it is, okay? You start to get a little bit fatter. You start to lose muscle mass. You start to lose strength. But the number one thing you lose the fastest is, ironically, the ability to be fast and recruit muscle fibers very quickly. So if you lose 10% of your strength over the course of a decade, you lose 20% of your ability to move quick, which is why including things like strength training and, um, you know, jumping and sprints and throwing and kind of doing speed variations of all these lifts is going to be so important for you in the long run. I'm telling you right now, you have to start incorporating this stuff. Um, otherwise you're going to feel, I mean, you're going to feel it and you'll learn one day, but again, you know, start doing this sooner than later. You're doing this for future you, not current you, whatever number that lesson was. Uh, number 30, expect the worst, but hope for the best. So I'm going to use, uh, our business as an example. So when Matt and I, um, signed the lease for the building that we're at in Cherry Hill, New Jersey right now, it was for a lack of better terms, a shithole. Um, it looked like a shithole on the outside and then you walked inside and it still looked like a shithole. Um, so just, just an example. So like, of course we hoped for the best. We're like, yeah, we're just going to go in and we're going to put on a fresh coat of paint and be good with it. No, that's not how it happened. Um, we ran into a ton of cut corners in terms of like construction from previous tenants. We had a grease trap that was left over from the previous restaurant that was leaking up through the floor where clients would train. Um, we had a roof that had several leaks. We had a broken sign uh, that blew over on Christmas Day that was not covered by insurance. Fun fact. Uh, we had mold in the walls that Matt and I did not know about when we tore it down with no gloves or masks. So we probably both have cancer right now. Um, both of the AC units on the roof broke um, at one point. Um, the air ducts that the air conditioning is basically connected to on those broken units uh, from all the, I guess, moving around from previous tenants. Um, it turned out those ducts didn't lead to anywhere. And we were basically just, you know, heating and cooling the <laughs> the uh, ceiling and not the actual facility. So that was fun and um, wasteful in terms of money. Um, what else? A bunch of other stuff was uh, installed and kind of done incorrectly. And then, oh, uh, not to mention, or not to mention a uh, global pandemic hit. So obviously when Matt and I signed the lease to start grit and we had high hopes and we had our, you know, entrepreneur shoes on and we, you know, were ready to go and, you know, let's do, do a little bit of work. There was so much more work and so many more headaches that came along with it. 
And honestly, we, I mean, I know I didn't, I don't know how Matt feels about this, but I, there's, I did not expect it to be that bad. So now let's say we ever open another facility and we expand. I'm going to go into that, assuming that the building is going to fall over if someone farts too aggressively. That's how I'm going to go into it. And honestly, when it's not that bad, I'll be so much happier. And you should go and do about the same thing in your life. So, you know, whatever situation you're going into, if you're starting an exercise routine or if you're, you know, trying to make more money or whatever, like expect the worst. That way, when the worst happens, you were prepared for it mentally and physically. Um, And obviously, hope for the best. So when the worst doesn't happen, you are pleasantly surprised and you're in a much better state of mind going forward. Home stretch number 31. <clears throat> Live your life like your kids are always watching. So, obviously, this one comes from me being a parent. Um, but, like, imagine you have a son or you have a daughter, and you should try to live your life like your son is always watching because you want to be the man that your son should strive to be. And the only reason I say that is because obviously I have a son and he watches me around the house and he's like a sponge. He picks up everything, every bad habit that you have, every curse word that you drop by accident or on purpose because it makes the situation funnier. Like he picks it up and he emulates you and he does the things that you want to do. Like if my dog is annoying me and I like push him away aggressively because he just won't leave me alone guess who's going to start doing that? So, you know, obviously those are small examples, but like, you know, when you're living your daily life, like, are you opening doors for like, you know, little old women behind you? Are you stopping for people in the crosswalk? Are you saying, please, thank you? Are you smiling? Um, Are you like doing little things that make you enjoyable to be around? Like, do people enjoy being around you? Um, I I really do think that if you start living your life like this, um, it's just going to make you uh, a better person. And quite frankly, I think about this a lot because I'm about to have a daughter too. So like I have to think about like, uh, man, like I have to, I have to basically set the example of what my daughter should expect from like future boyfriends. So that like, I have to be on top of things because obviously You know, you want the best for your kids. So if you're living a life that basically, you know, shows them what it's all about and how it should be, everything's going to be so much better, so much better. Um, And, you know, I obviously I still think about like what life's going to be like when my daughter comes out. And there's so much more to worry about with a little girl, I feel like like I I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a daughter. So it's kind of weird to like think about it but I'm like man I like I might I might have to like kill her boyfriend one day like what if what if he breaks her heart like uh that's just a lot to think about guys there's a lot anyway number 32 last one stay learning try to get 1% better every single day um and the reason I say this is because honestly if you're staying still you're not moving forward like as a person um doesn't matter if you're trying to do it professionally um with your workouts uh like in your relationships it doesn't matter if you're the same person who you were yesterday in 10 years you're gonna be uh well you're not gonna be a better person for it 
Let's just say that. So just try to do something 1% better every single day. So you should strive to be a better person than you were 24 hours ago. Read a book, listen to audiobooks, uh, listen to podcasts, work out, uh, like tell you know friends and family that you love them. Um, do something kind, smile, like all this, like just try to be 1% better than you were yesterday. Um, and I know the lesson was stay learning and I'm a big proponent of that. I think everyone should probably read more, listen to more podcasts, audio, but like just, I mean, the, the more, you know, the more potential you're going to have, your earning potential is going to go up. You're going to be a more interesting person to be around. Like, honestly, this podcast would suck so much worse, <laughs> like, had I not, like, listened to books and, and read these things and, 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 and listened to other podcasts and, you know, done all these things. And I'm not saying I am the perfect person or, like, you should strive to be like me because I have a lot of flaws, like, big time. Like, I, I, um, I'm not, you know, Mr. Perfect, but, again, <laughs> I try to live by my, my, my last rule of 1% better um, every single day. And I think you guys should too. But anyway, that was the list. So man, that was a, I'm like, I'm sweating right now. It's so hot in this room. Usually we do this in the office at grit and holy God, I should have turned on the fan before I started this thing. Um, but anyway, slightly different than the normal podcast that we do. So hopefully you guys were able to take a nugget away from it. Um, and, um, you know, apply it to your life for the better. And, um, you know, maybe you liked it, maybe you didn't, maybe you disagreed with some things, let us know. I mean, we like to talk shop. So, um, maybe next year when I turn 33 or I guess the equivalent of 56, because I'll have two kids, um, I'll do a, another list. But in the meantime, thank you all for sticking with, uh, this podcast. I know it was a little bit longer than normal, but I appreciate you guys. Um, just like DJ Khaled does. I appreciate you. You're loyal. I, I'm rambling at this point. I need to stop. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I uh, will see you guys on the next episode.